0: Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this a couple of times a week. You can subscribe at iTunes, Heidi Harris Show. I also post them at HeidiHarris.com. And if you can't get enough of me and who could blame you, you can join me weekdays for my live radio show from Las Vegas. I'm on AM 670 KMZQ weekday mornings from 6 to 9 AM, trying to keep this town straight. And it's a full-time job. What can I tell you? A new study found that parents who use their smartphones to escape the stress of dealing with the child's bad behavior might be making it worse. Does anybody need a study for that? That's just handing your kid a phone? Now, listen, I have dogs, and I'm not comparing kids to dogs. Yes, I am. I don't have kids, so I have dogs. And I know that certainly there are times that I will go buy a bag of dog chews rawhide things or whatever. And I just want to appease the terrorist for 20 minutes. I get it. I understand how parents feel. It's a little different with dogs. I know you're tired. You need a nap, whatever the situation is, just hand them a phone, hand them a chew, hand them whatever. Just leave me alone for 20 minutes. I get it. I totally sympathize. But apparently when you're spending more time on your devices because you can't deal with kids, you have fewer conversations, duh, and their children become more and more hostile when you try to take their things away and try to get their attention. This new study was published in the journal Pediatric Research, Studied nearly 202 parent families with children under five. That's two parent families. Imagine what happens if you have a one parent family, your kid never sees you, you get home from work, you hand him a phone right? That's a mess. The parents documented how many times per day devices interrupted conversations or activities with their children between the years 2014 and 2016. They rated their child's reaction to this behavior, such as how many times they sulked or said their feelings were hurt. The parents also reported their own levels of stress and depression and documented their child's own social media use. In almost every case, Researchers found that parent-child interactions were interrupted by a device at least once a day. Oh, I'm sure that's true. I go to the park with my dogs and I see people with their kids on the swings and this and that. They're not even looking at their kid. They're on the phone. They're not interacting with their child. And listen, I get it. Maybe you've been with your kid all day long. You just need a break. I understand that. Try to catch up on news or whatever. I get it. But I see so many kids, you know, on the swing. Look at me, mommy. Mommy's not looking at you. Mommy's looking at her phone. Daddy's looking at his phone. That's it. They're not paying attention. They really aren't. A couple of years ago, I was at a park and a child who was about one year old, maybe just barely walking, managed to somehow get onto the swings or some thing that they could fall. Not even a swing, a thing that they could crawl up into and that has a slide and everything. This child was on the edge of going down the slide and was clearly not old enough to hold her head up or anything else and try to go down the slide. And I saw it and mom wasn't looking. Mom was on her phone, you know. I mean, I'm not even a parent that I'm watching out for this kind of stuff, so it's kind of crazy. Parents who spend a lot of time on their phones or watch television during family activities like meals, playtime, and bedtime could have a lasting impact on their children, leading to more hyperactivity or whining. That's absolutely true because I've seen people go out to dinner, and they all sit there and pull out their phones, They pull out their smartphones, mom, dad, if there's even a dad or if there's a mom, they pull out their smartphones and they're not even talking to each other. And your kids may only get that time with you all day long to sit down and have a meal, look at your child. How was your day? What kind of things did you learn? You might have to correct some things that go on at school and things like that. Parents don't want to bother. And I understand you want quiet. I get it but ultimately you still have to pay attention to your kid. Researchers said that technology often serves as a refuge for parents who have difficulty coping with a child's bad behavior, and that is so true. You just want to get away from it. This can be a problem, researchers said, because becoming buried in an electronic device rather than giving emotional support or feedback to children might result in more behavior issues. No kidding. This only adds to a parent's stress level, researcher said, leading to more technology used to avoid the situation. There we go. Da-da-da-da-da. And so it snowballs. Parents use TV, computers, tablets, and smartphones for about nine hours per day, according to research. Now, Of course, the problem is when you are trying to avoid a problem by sticking your head in a smartphone or whatever, you're not making the problem better. And Once again, I'm going to compare kids to dogs because that's really my only frame of reference. I have a puppy that I've been training now for about nine months and got him when he was three months old. He's just a sweetheart. I take him everywhere, everywhere I go if I possibly can. I take him to stores, I take him to care centers, I take him when I do public appearances, if I'm going to be outdoors or someplace, even indoors, depending on where it is. I take him pretty much everywhere I possibly can. Why? Because I'm teaching him how to behave in all kinds of circumstances. And there's a particular thrift store that I go to pretty often, and he's been going there since he was three months old, and now he's a year old and he's huge. He's a huge dog. He's a standard poodle. And people will say at the thrift store, because they know him, they say, oh, I'm so happy to see him because he's always very sweet and he behaves very well. He behaves better than a lot of kids there. Now, in fairness to the children, a lot of kids get dragged to thrift stores or grocery stores or other places when they're tired and they need a nap and they have no business being anywhere other than home in their beds. And I feel bad for them because I get the same way if I don't have a nap. I get pretty whiny. But people say, oh, my dog would never behave that well at the store. Well, when's the last time you brought your dog anywhere? I'm not saying everyone needs to bring their dogs to the thrift store or any store, you know, Home Depot whatever. But when's the last time you took your dog out? When's the last time you spent the time teaching your child how to behave uh, or your dog? Did I say child? I meant that. You know what I'm saying? There are people who say, "Oh, well, my kid can't behave in a restaurant." Well, you take them out and you make them behave in a restaurant. You explain to them what's expected. And a lot of people just they don't want to deal with it. So they just don't take their kid anywhere. They don't want to deal with it. they They don't take their dog anywhere. So they just stick their head in a smartphone and hope everything's going to be better. And it's unfortunate. There was another study done in the UK that said kids are spending an average of 23 hours a week on smartphones and other gadgets. Now, parents, I can see it because if you work on a computer all day like I do, obviously you spend far more time on it. But for kids to spend 23 hours a week on a smartphone or whatever when they're supposed to be in school not on a smartphone during at least a lot of that time... Uh, That's kind of ridiculous. Researchers said they spend twice as much time on the smartphones and gadgets as they do conversing with their parents. A study of 2,000 families with children below the age of 14 found on average they were spending 3 hours and 18 minutes a day on personal devices. Four in five parents said they tried to persuade their children to spend less time on their personal devices. Persuade your child? Who's the parent here? Are you serious? persuade you, oh, honey, now put that smartphone down. I'm sorry, who bought the smartphone? Who's in charge here? Your six-year-old watching movies on a smartphone? Wow. Two and five admitted to giving children devices in order to keep them occupied. I'm not gonna argue with a parent who hands a kid a phone, you know, if you're at the beauty salon or whatnot, and you just need 20 minutes, let your kid watch a video. I'm not saying you're a bad parent if you do that. Uh, nobody's gonna say that. Well, maybe some people, but not me. But the idea that you have to try to persuade your child, you have to set the rules. You're the parent. You don't take the smartphones in the bedroom at night. You, you know, I make sure and I see everything you do on a smartphone. Not that kids can't sneak around or write things in code or all that. I get all that because we all snuck around. We were teenagers. Not that we were doing terrible things, but every teenager does things their parents don't know anything about. And they always think they're the first ones to think of it, right? You know, uh-huh. But- it's pretty sad that people are spending more time on their phones than they are talking to each other. But I have seen it so often. The polling that was done found 54% of parents worry that their children are missing out by spending too much time isolated on their devices. And by the way, a lot of studies have shown that the heavy use of social media has been associated with a doubling in depressive symptoms. Why is that? Because you're sitting on social media comparing your lives to the lives of others, which, by the way, are not real. The stuff you see on Facebook is not somebody's real life. It's not somebody's real struggle for the most part. Now, there are people who will get on Facebook or whatever, and they'll put every little struggle that they go through, every little cry for help. Oh, I'm so lonely. Oh, I'm this, I'm that. And people like that get pretty annoying. But there are also the other folks who put everything on Facebook that looks so good and so fake, and my life's so perfect, and my marriage is so perfect, and my job is so perfect, and this and that and the other. And I'm not saying people should put all the bad stuff on Facebook. But if you look at that and you're young and you don't understand that a lot of that is what one of my friends loves to call a highlight reel, then you're going to have problems because you're not supposed to compare yourself to others. And it's pretty hard not to when you're looking on Facebook and seeing this one's doing this and this one's doing that and that one's traveling and this one's doing this and this one's doing that in their career and whatever. It's very easy to compare yourself to others. That's why the Bible tells you not to do it. Because it's just such an automatic thing. When you're a teenager, you don't have a frame of reference. When I was a kid, we didn't have this stuff. You came home at night, you really didn't have anything to compare yourself to other people with. You came home and you can watch TV or whatever, maybe you talk on the phone, but it was different than having a smartphone in your hand where you could go, oh, look, they're all having fun without me. Oh, look, she's got a new boyfriend, I don't. Oh, look, he's got a new girlfriend, I don't. Whatever it might be, it's not the real world. But the saddest thing is if you're a parent and you're not spending time with your child balancing out all the stuff that they learn from the world, you're going to put yourself in a real tough situation. And avoiding things, I'm not saying you shouldn't have a moment just to say, you know, Calgon, take me away. I get that, okay? Am I dating myself with that? Maybe. I understand that. Everybody needs that downtime. But you need to deal with things with your family, avoiding that by getting on Facebook, getting on YouTube, getting on whatever it might be and looking at something completely different and you're not dealing with your marriage, your children, your dog, whatever it might be. That's just going to lead to more problems. That should be obvious, right? I would think so. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget, you can subscribe to these podcasts at iTunes, Heidi Harris Show. You can also find them at HeidiHarris.com. I'm on Instagram, Heidi Harris Show, Facebook, Heidi Harris Show. Check out HeidiHarris.com, and you can find some links to my books. I've written two so far. The links are there. The latest is called Don't Pat Me on the Head. And so it's, it's, I think it's a good book. You can also catch my, both of them are actually, you can catch my live radio broadcast weekday morning, 6 to 9 AM on AM 670 KMZQ. If you forget everything I just said, just go to HeidiHarris.com. Until we meet again, remember, get off your smartphone and you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. (laughs)